Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill Apter, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend, the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Thank you for joining another edition of Bumps and Thumps, the talk of wrestling. I'm Brian Ferguson. My guest today was actually my first guest on this podcast two years ago. He is known throughout the wrestling world, a legend, two-time World Tag Team Champion, the AWA, known one half the High Flyers with Jumpin' Jim Brunzel and a two-time AWA International Television Champion, just to name a few of his championships. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce Mr. Greg Gagne. Greg, hey, thanks Brian. for coming on. Well, thanks for having me back again. Yeah. Took uh, two years, but you know what? Two last years? Year must have been not that good. Oh, you were great. You know what? And I saw you last year at Crusher Fest, you and Jim. Uh, Medusa, Bischoff, and Kenny J. That was who, good was, who was the fourth one there? Your friend. Who? Yeah. <laughs> the well, we another, had a good another, time. another, yeah, another guy. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'm glad you were able to come on today. I know you've been busy. Uh, things going on with you, and we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But I have something here that I want to show the fans from back in the day when you guys, you and Jim won your titles the first time in 1977. Here we go. And Greg Gagne has the Gagne sleeper on Blackjack Lander. It could be the World Tag Team Championship. Brunzel body slam Duncan. Lander. That's it! That's it! Wait, that's it! What was that?
was that like for you, Greg? Yeah, I just got goosebumps seeing it. What was that moment like for you? Oh, it was it was unbelievable for both Jim and I. Uh, you know, we'd we'd come a long ways. I don't ever, anybody really gave us uh, a chance when we first started. Yeah. And uh, I know the first first uh, our first big match we had was against Bachwinkle and Stevens mm-hmm. down in Peoria, Illinois. And they put us in one of the smaller towns, see what would happen. And we got there and we were only, I think, let's see, this was 78. So is it 78? No, it was before that, probably 76, somewhere in there. We've been wrestling only for about three years. Mm-hmm. And they put us in Peoria, Illinois, high school gym, seated 4,000 people. They usually drew, you know, maybe 2,000 people. We had 4,000 stuffed in there and they turned, turned people away. And we had a, just an unbelievable match with Bachwinkle and Stevens. Of course, they had Heenan in their corner. Mm-hmm. And um, that kind of woke the promoters up around the country. And then the next match they put us with was uh, in Denver, Colorado, with uh, Lars Anderson and Buddy Wolf. Okay. And they were like the number one contenders. And uh, it was in January... And in Denver at that time, we always wrestled at the auditorium, except in January, they went into the uh, rodeo ring, okay. the big building, because the, January was rodeo month in Denver. And we always had a match out there. And I, we had, I don't know, 12, 15,000 people in there. And uh, we knocked off uh, Hainimi and or Lars Anderson and, and Buddy Wolf that night. And in fact, on our way back to the locker room, they jumped us from behind. We got in a big Donnie Brook in the back and by the locker room. But that kind of uh, uh, really catapulted us where the promoter said, well, you know, these, these kids got something going and the people want to see them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Winnipeg was a great city for us. Uh, yeah. You know, a, a lot of them. I mean, we just, we caught on. You did. And, and we had a style that was a little different. Uh, because of our size, you know, we, my dad trained us six hours a day, six days a week for four and a half months in an old barn. And we were pretty <laughs> salty when we came out of there <laughs> and, and pretty, and really ready. Yeah. I think Michael Hayes said it best. He said, when anybody came out of the Gandhi camp, you knew they were ready to rock and roll. Yeah. I mean, you watch documentaries on the AWA and they always say, Vern made stars. Uh, he he trained 144 wrestlers, and only two of them didn't make the main event status. That's a pretty good that's record. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's an you amazing. They always talk about Stu Hart. Stu was another one that that trained a lot of a lot of professional wrestlers back in that day. There was actually Vern, Stu Hart, Eddie Graham, and uh, the Funks were basically the ones that really provided all the promoters around the country with the talent. Yeah. Yeah. That's Uh, Vince McMahon never trained anybody. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. 
And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. <laughs> no, that, that, he took from everybody. He though. took from everybody, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, well, that match was amazing. I actually, I remember that as a little kid when it came on TV, uh, when they showed it on the Minneapolis uh-huh. channel, uh, WTCN, I think it was, or WTCN, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I was jumping up for joy. I still remember it. I mean, I was probably seven years old at the time. And uh, yeah, I just, that's why. And for those of you that can watch and see, I'm wearing my AWA shirt. Yes, you are. And, uh, you know, I've been a fan since I was a little guy. So, but I also want to talk about now, you know, you've done a lot of things in professional wrestling. And now you started, you and, uh, the gentleman, Steve Rosenthal. So Rosenthal started a uh, a company called Power Town Wrestling. Let's talk about that a little bit. Well, uh, Steve was the first um, action figure. He, he worked with Remco Toys. And back in the 80s, uh, he actually, uh, he, he was from the New Jersey area. Okay. And his son one day said to him, hey, Dad, you know, you do all these other action figures. Why don't you do wrestling? So... He actually went in and met with Vince Jr. Uh-huh. and uh, had a deal with him. And Vince wanted to change some of the, the terms of it. Mm-hmm. So he went back, rewrote the contract, came back and said, uh, you know, that's not right. And uh, I need some upfront money. So uh, Steve rewrote it again, went back a third time. And Vince uh, wanted more money. Oh, my God. And he had to go back to Remco. So Steve said he was into him for about a hundred grand. And the last time he went back, uh, as they sat down to close the deal, Vince threw a magazine at him and he said, do you know these people? He said, yeah, I do. They're competitors of mine. He said, well, I just signed a deal with them. Oh my gosh. So Steve was pretty upset. Remco was, you know, on his tail a little bit. And he, 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 he called Vern came into Minneapolis, cut a deal with us. And uh, Remco was the first company that got wrestling action figures on the market. Yeah. And Steve ran with it for about seven or eight years, did really well and retired. And a few months, well, almost over a year now ago, he called me on the phone. He said, hey, you want to get back in the action figure business? <laughs> so what are you talking about? <laughs> so he ran it by me and I said, well, I, you know what? If we're going to do that, what I'd like to do is go back and give the people that never had the opportunity to get involved in that mm-hmm. and really tell the history of professional wrestling when it started on the network TV out of Chicago in 1950. Mm-hmm. So he thought it was a great idea, ran it by some other people on the board. They thought it was fantastic. And uh, I started getting on the phone and trying to dig up families of Yukon yeah. Eric uh, the Mighty Atlas, Hard Boiled Haggerty, wow. you know, Wilbur Snyder, all the guys from that era that really started network TV, Luthez and Vern were the two big stars. Yeah. Luthez was the NWA champion. Vern was the U S champion. And, uh, Vern used to tell the story that, um, you know, they didn't know how strong TV was, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, he got called. We were, in, we were actually living in Tulsa, Oklahoma in a trailer. He wrestled his first match in Minneapolis against Abe King Kong Cashy. 
he won by disqualification, but the promoters told him he was too small and uh, sent us to Oklahoma. You know, it would get, my dad got a trailer and my mom, dad, and I drove to Tulsa. <laughs> and uh, his first week there, he won the light heavyweight, uh, junior heavyweight championship, NWA. Okay. And then in 1950, he gets this call from Fred Kohler. He said, Vernon, we'd like to bring you into Chicago. And, and uh, we're going on network TV. So they flew Vern in. He used to tell the story. So I get in the locker room. And I got about 30 guys in there. And Fred Kohler's going over. And now we're going on network TV. And Vern, here's what we want you to do. We're going to dress you up as a Martian. <laughs> and lower you from the ceiling <laughs> into the ring. And Vern said, well, the hell you are. He said, look, at, I, was a big, I was a high school champion, state wrestling champion, Big Ten champion, NCAA champion, wrestling on the Olympic team. I got my tights and my boots. If I can't make it in wrestling with those, I'll quit. But I'm going to go down to the ring, and the guys can come in one, two, or three at a time. And if I can't beat them all, I'll quit. And nobody got in the ring with him. So he wrestled with his tights and his his uh, wrestling boots, and uh, you know, became a became a major major star yeah. in wrestling in 1950 uh, international star i mean yeah he did i mean uh you know he had a <laughs> he was on the old howdy doody show art link letter yeah uh, jack parr the tonight show he did he did all of them he, he, he was really even though it, lou was the nwa champion Vern was the one that was getting getting you know all the uh notoriety and i think that uh from what i understand like Vern was one of the first was really the first wrestler to promote vitamins products uh yeah. one of the first anyways for sure uh and yeah. and and you know across the country and it's it's pretty amazing you look at those old clips with the the ganya the metrics the ganya powder yeah the vitamins it's 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 quite amazing for that for that era you know yeah it really was and he um you know, I, I actually, you know, I was a big, growing up, a big baseball fan, mm-hmm. the New York Yankees, Mickey Mantle, and, you know, that whole crew that was in there, Whitey Ford, Elston Howard. And um, I remember in 1957, the Twins were playing here in Minneapolis. Uh, they had just kind of, kind of came on board, and the Yankees were playing here. Mm-hmm. And my dad used to tell me that, you know, when he went to Washington, D.C., he would sit on the bench with Casey Stingle and the, and the Yankee players and then go out with some of them afterwards. And I was a big Mickey Mantle fan. Yeah. So I went into the – he took me down to the locker room, and when we got in there. I couldn't believe – here's Mickey Mantle, Whitey Ford, Elston Howard. They all came running up to my dad. You know, and I'm looking at these guys as my heroes. And here – that's when I first realized that, man, he, you know – Yeah. He's something special. Yeah. And he, he really was. He was a great guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about your uh, the power team again, if we can. Okay. Now, I, so, got, I got Steve up here. So tell us a little. you told us a little about Steve and, and getting into the business. So, And you talked a little bit about getting Steve these guys. Steve still looks some... good. He's in his late 70s. Yeah. Looks fantastic. Works hard. Yeah. So he called me, you know, and I said, well, let, you know, let's, let's, let's do it this way. And he agreed that that would be, he ran it by his people and he thought it'd be fantastic. Um, 
I needed somebody from wrestling though. I was with all these, you know, guys that built the toys and mm -hmm. toy manufacturers. And uh, I needed somebody to help out. And I had been talking and brought on board uh, Terry Allen, Magnum TA. Mm -hmm. And the more we talked, I said, God, this guy, he thinks the same way I do. We have the same passion for wrestling and what we want to do for the people who really built the sport. You know, yeah. families of Yukon Eric and Hardboiled Haggerty, uh, Don Leo Jonathan, you know, that era. They never had that opportunity, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I go back even to like Nick Bockwinkle, his poor wife, Darlene, Nick passed away. She's in her late seventies and she's still working yeah. to, to provide for herself. And wow. here's a chance for us to give back to those people that built this industry. And TA was all excited about it. And we brought him on board as a partner. Yeah. And him and I have been handling all the wrestling part of it. Uh, and uh, guiding them through it. Uh, we've got uh, Hot Spots is going to do all our uh, 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 oh, one blank here. Uh, they're going to do all the, the, uh, when the, oh. when the toys come in, distribution. There yeah, there you go. Yeah, I knew you were coming. with a chair or something. Bring it back to me. <laughs> uh, they're going to do our dis distribution. They're working on the website right now. The website should be up, and we plan on kicking off on September 6th. Oh, wow. Right Labor Day. Okay. A week or two before on social media, we'll start hammering it. And uh, we've got the six, the first six figures done. Okay. Yeah. And there's going to be, there's going to be different areas in this merchandising company. We're not just doing action figures. Yeah. But, but to get everybody, we've got almost 200 former professional wrestlers, managers, ladies, wrestlers on board. Okay. We want to make sure that they all have an opportunity to, you know, have some income coming in from this venture. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm sure they appreciate that, too. The elite, the elite, uh, the, the elite uh, action figures, the mm. first six we did. Yeah, I'm going to share it right now. Okay. We got this guy here, Bruiser Brody. Bruiser Brody. Yeah. We've got... We actually started, we did two from the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. So we got Vernon Luthez. Okay, I can go back here a little bit. Let oh, me you, can, you can do it this way. I'm sorry. I'll... No, that's all right. I got, there's Vern. Okay, so what we did, we took Vern, how he looked in 1950. Mm -hmm. He still had hair. Yeah. That was yeah. the jacket they wore. The belts will be available with the, with the package. You know, him and Luthez always had a towel around their neck. Those will be a part of it. Okay. Uh, so we got Vernon Luthez from the 50s, and then we got Stan. Know, then we moved into Stan Hansen and King Kong Brody. Okay. Um, Magnum TA. Yeah. Kerry Von Erich. Those are our first six. Yeah. Those are the elite ones. We're also going to have another bunch. Steve, uh, Steve got tied back in uh, with Remco. Okay. And we'll be able to do 144 miniature ones. So everybody gets going right away. Wow. So we'll have an elite group. And those those we can only we can only get about six to twelve out at a time. Yeah, we've got some uh, other thing uh, companies that are interested in working with us with video games. Uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's uh, it's really it's it's getting it's getting big quick. Yeah. And we're just trying to uh, 
and and thank God, you know, everybody on board has been patient. Yeah. We've been at it for over a year, but it's September 6th, the kickoff. Oh, okay, good. September 6th, so coming up. Yep. Good deal. Um, I was going to ask you about that. So is it going to be on a website or how is... The website will be a Power Town where wrestling lives on. Okay. And they're just fi- they're finishing up that site here in the next week okay. or so. And then, uh, like I say, two weeks before the 6th, we'll start our uh, social media campaign. And, uh, you know, we've been doing a lot of podcasts and everything and getting everything ready. Matt Cardola, I know you know Matt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They've been really helpful with us and done a great job. Yeah. And uh, everybody in the wrestling industry is pretty excited about it. Yeah, I mean. Maybe people that are still running AEW and and uh, yeah. and uh, WWE but uh, I think the wrestlers are excited I, I know fans are and and because you know we didn't even as a kid you know you had when you had your Remco action figures out uh, but they didn't have those legends of Luthez Vern Crusher Bruiser all these guys that you know shaped you know they shaped it. Yeah. yeah and and Poffo. Yeah. You know, that's uh, Randy Savage's dad. Yeah. And we've got him and Lonnie on board, and we have the availability for uh, even doing the Macho Man with him. Wow. As Randy Poffo. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, we've we've done a lot of lot of groundwork, and uh, you know, putting these families together. Yeah. I was spending anywhere from. Oh, seven to 12 hours on the phone just about every day. Yeah. And, uh, and then that's when I brought TA in TA on board, he jumped in and took a little of that off, but he's been very good on the business end of it, good. helping stretching everything uh, yeah. like with, with high spots and, and, and all that and getting everybody on board here and all going in one direction and getting that engine started up and get it, yeah. get it moving. Yeah, I met TA well, probably about four years ago now at NWA 70. Uh, heck of a nice guy. Um, oh, terrific guy. Been, been through a lot with his, with his injuries oh. and such, but I mean, a heck of a nice guy. Uh, very yeah, down to earth. Yeah, he only wrestled six years and he got in that car accident. Yeah. They were grooming him for the NWA champion. Yeah, yeah. He would have uh, did good with it too. Where? Yeah, he would have been the man for. Yeah. A while you know it's unfortunate and we talk about a lot and he's he's still you know he uses the wheelchair a lot yeah. uh but he gets around uh he's just a just a really great guy and yeah. really understands the business of professional wrestling the two yeah. of us together mm-hmm. uh we think we make a pretty good team and yeah. I, I think uh uh steve and his partners or our other partners they all agree that this was a this is really a good addition to our to our team. And these figures and the and this type of what you're pushing is is way overdue. It really is. And and I know it takes money and it takes time and it takes people that are that want to do it, but money's probably the biggest thing from Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean <laughs> yeah, I yeah, mean but... I can only imagine the, the cost yeah. for just yeah. The, the molding and the and the production of, of them but well, just these elite figures uh each one costs about 10 grand oh my 
gosh. You know, so, you know, we want to wet them different and yep. better. I mean, you'll you'll see in them like Luthez is taller than Vern, mm-hmm. Brody's taller than Hanson. Okay. Um, the bodies, the robes, the belts. I mean, we yeah. I mean, they look great. I mean, from, be... we see them right. I'll I'll put them back up again, but they they look fantastic. They look they look real. You know, I'm going to share it with you right now. Can you can you see? Well, yeah. Look at look at the detail. You sent that to uh, Lacey Von Eric, and she thought it was fantastic. Yeah, it looks just just like him. And does same thing. He looks. Yep, that was Lou in 1950. I mean, and Magnum, look at. I mean, yeah, it, it's just amazing how these guys look. Stan Hansen here, uh, yep. your dad in the 50s. Yeah. I mean, you can't. Well, I tell you, Barb Goodish. Brody's wife. Yeah. She flipped out on it. And everybody that has seen that one, you know, yeah. he had a messed up forehead. And yeah. It's pretty, pretty, uh, you can see it. Let me put it back up for you. I, I know what you're talking about. Let's go back. Yep. And he, uh, there he is. Look at that. Ah, it's, it's detailed. There's a, little, there's a little bar. There it is. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that face right there is, is, yeah, you know the the two people that do this, uh, you worked for uh, the McFarland Group. They did okay. all their action figures, and McFarland is like the number one mm-hmm. action figure company in the world. Yeah, and uh, these two gentlemen came on board with us, and they've done just a fantastic job. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's. I think people are going to really get really, you know, the is it's a little funny because you know we we did a lot of. They spent 14 hours on the phone with uh, uh, collectors around the world. Mm-hmm. And they kind of told us what they would like. And that's what we're kind of making. Yeah. You know, the guys, they used to call them jobbers. We call them the guys that built the champions. And we've got about 22 of them on board. Good. And we're going to Frankie DeFalco and Jake the Milkman Milliman and Tom Rocky Stone, the oh. Monkey Brothers. Yeah. Uh, George South, yeah, you know, good, good. In their regions, they were they were on TV more than we were. They were on every week, mm-hmm. and they became as famous as any of the other wrestlers, but never had the opportunity mm-hmm. to have something like this done for them, and really never had the opportunity to, uh, you know, indulge in the bigger paydays in professional wrestling. Yeah, and they they busted their butts, and they were always there and to do TV and willing to do whatever they had to do. Mm-hmm. And so we are honoring that crew of people. Yeah. Johnny Rods is another one, you know, Johnny Rods, yeah. huge in New York. Yeah. Huge. And, uh, those, they deserve something yeah. like this. So we are doing that and we haven't forgotten about the ladies either. Good. I was going to ask you about that. Oh yeah. Rock and Robin, Medusa, uh, uh, Judy Martin and Betty Grable and, you know, going, going back. Yeah. Nona Littleheart, uh, Princess uh, Victoria, Velvet McIntyre. And, uh, you know, those ladies, they, they deserve, they busted their butts as hard as any of the guys did. Yeah. And, uh, and we are even doing some of the little people. Ah, excellent. Nobody's ever done them before. 
it's been hard to find the families. Yeah. Um, so we've got a, we've got a few that what we're doing is if we can't find the family member, we're going to keep whatever their sales are in escrow form in an account that's going to collect interest and hold it for five or 10 years. If they don't show up, then we'll, we will uh, pass it on to the families that need that help. Oh, that's great. That's, that's, that's good to hear. That's, I mean, that's what this is all about. That's yeah. why we got involved because we yeah. want to help the people that really not never had that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but they're, they're, you know, their dads, their husbands, Yeah, they put a lot into this business and a yeah. lot of time away from home. Yeah. And a lot of them, a lot of those families are hurting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when we were at Crusher Fest last year, you know, one of the guys that was there was the sod buster, Kenny J. Yeah. And uh, just a wonderful guy. Uh, oh, talked to him and, and his wife was there. They showed us that that book they made. Yeah. Uh, just, <clears throat> you know, his whole family was just wonderful. George Scrap Iron Kadaski was another big, you know. Yeah. Just a phenomenal, phenomenal personality. Yeah. Uh, but they deserve to be recognized. They do. And they they do. have been, and that's what we're doing. I think they're underappreciated. I know, yeah. I mean, guys like me, you know, if you're over – 45 years old or, you know, 50, I'm 51, but you remember those Kenny J's, Nacho Barrera's, Tom Rocky Stones, the Mokey Brothers. We try to go into each region where, you know, and and get a few out of each region that were really notables. Yeah. And uh, the Mokey Brothers, I've never, I never heard of them, but they wrestled on the East Coast. Yeah. And they they became, them and George South, they're huge. Yeah. So, many, so one of the collectors said, you got the monkey guy. How did you get them? Yeah. Yeah. They were big in Atlanta, uh, at, you know, on TV, every week, CBS <clears throat> on Georgia. Mm-hmm. They were, they were really every week, the monkey brothers, monkey mania. Yep. That's Mokey great. Mania, yeah. Monkey mania. I was going to talk to you about uh, another thing. You remember our last discussion, this was a couple of years ago. Now you were training a young lady. Yes. Uh, how did that go? Are you training anybody else now or any prospects? Uh, I've got, well, it's Tiffany Stratton is her name. Okay. Uh, Jessica was her, is her real name, but they changed her name down at the WWE. Okay. Uh, she went down there for a tryout. Uh, and uh, I got the word back that she was a horse. And I told him, I said, she was a, <clears throat> she was on the U.S. Uh, Olympic uh, junior team for five years excelled in that then she went into weightlifting her first year set a world record on on the weightlift the i think it was a clean and press she did wow and then after a year of that she went into cross training she won that so a friend of mine knew her parents and she wanted to get into wrestling and i took her and put her in the ring and trained her and uh they call her tiffany stratton and they they love her down there good i've got another one going uh tyler johnson He's going down, I think, at the end of the month here for a tryout. Good. And hopefully uh, one or two other ones that uh, I've been working with a little bit. Well, I know you've been tra- uh, training people for years, and they always seem to get in that right path. So kind of yeah. like what your dad. We do it old school. Yeah. <laughs> we well, like your dad, burn. you know. We, uh, and when I run the camp I t- or the training I, sessions, I try to 
I don't do six hours with them, but I do, you know, two or three hours, sometimes four with them. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they're learning the proper technique, mm-hmm. balance, leverage, the whole, the whole thing, you know. Yeah. And so when they when they go down for a tryout, whether it's with AEW or WWE, fundamentally they're sound. Yeah. And and that's what I told them. Everything else you can learn, but if you can learn your balance, your leverage, and you can learn holds and counter holds, even though, you know, everything now is flipping and flopping. I don't teach that, yeah. but I teach them the basics. I said, the other stuff will come if you have the basics down. Yeah. I, I had one kid, he's been uh, in the ind- independent uh, for about four or five years. Mm-hmm. And he was flat footed and pigeon toed, you know, they were sticking out. And I said, you're never going to make it. Why not? I said, you don't have very good balance. You're going to get hurt. So I got him up on his toes. And within two or three weeks, he, he looks like a pro now. Good. You know, just those little things that help you as an athlete be able to go in and compete and not yeah. get eaten up. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, you know, and that's the thing that I think a lot of guys, and I'm not saying... I think back the old days, like with your dad, you, Eddie Graham, those guys, when they taught those fundamentals, you know, nowadays, I think they don't, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I haven't been to a camp. I can't say. I just see what I see on television. I don't see the same type of technique that you saw in your era, even in the 80s and into the 90s. It's it's all changed. It's all we, we, you look back at what built the WWE. They took the top, he grabbed the top talent out of every promotion. Yeah. And that talent was all trained the hard way. Mm-hmm. It came out of the Hart camp, Stu Hart's camp. Yeah. The guys came out of there, they were ready to rock and roll. Came out of Vern's camp, they were ready. They came out of Eddie Graham's, they went through Mats- Matsuda, who did the training down there. Yeah, down Florida. And yeah. it was hard, grueling. But everybody learned technique, they learned bounce, and learned how to respect the sport. Some of the kids today, uh, I'm a little hard on them, Mm -hmm. and they don't know how to take that. They can't handle criticism. They all want to be told how great they are. Mm -hmm. And I said, if you're looking for that, don't come to me, because I'm going to train you the right way. You're going to respect the sport. You know, respect how hard it is. Yeah. And, you know, they see it on TV and they think, oh, shit, I can do that. They go in there and do a couple flips and flops and think they're, you know, the next great thing. Yeah. But uh, they've lost a lot of it. Uh, I'm I'm starting to see the WWE uh, going, putting a little bit more wrestling into it than they did before. Yeah. I, I think, too, that, yeah, because a lot of it now is the interviews. They're in the ring for 20 minutes talking oh, God, yeah. instead of, you know, and I miss that. Back in your era, you come out for maybe, I don't know, two minutes with Gene or Roger Kent, whoever. You went to the ring. You did the match. They called the match. It was, you know, 10, 15 minutes, whatever, 20 minutes, whatever your match was. It wasn't five minutes like it is now. It's five minutes. Yeah. They're done. Uh, they go shower. Uh, 
Well, you know, when they do uh, the, I've heard, this is what I heard lately. The average person lasts about eight seconds watching TV. That's their attention span. And then they're clicking the channel. Yeah. So what they've, they've had to create the wrestling now where it's constant action. So they're not turning the channel. Yeah. And, uh, you know, back in our day, you had to be able to wrestle. Yeah. You had to be able to get in and out of holes. Yeah. Today you have to, and they call it sports entertainment. They do. And I mean, it's, it's all action. It's like watching a, you know, I went to a movie the other night, Bullet Train. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. My girlfriend took me there. That'd be a great movie. Yeah. It was nonstop action, but killing. I've never seen so many people killed in a movie, not even in a war movie. <laughs> and it just, you know, and they wonder why our society is so screwed up right now yeah young kids that's what they're watching mm-hmm. they're playing these damn video games you know and they're yeah, they're I shooting do. people yeah. and they become oblivious to it yeah that they don't think it's you know it's not real to them i think is i mean i'd like to really have somebody do a study on the video games and the people then that are committing these crimes yeah it's really yeah yeah i agree uh like my grandson, we had our grandkids this summer here. I didn't yeah, know we, you were a grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> hey, gramps. Yeah. All right. And uh, yeah, so we had to, but we'd had to limit <clears throat> their time on the yeah the video games and stuff. Well, that's because their mom wanted to too. But yeah, it's just it's totally different. And yeah, I just I miss the old stuff. I think they're starting to come back to it. I know, like NWA. Uh, the Billy Corgan. Yeah, Billy they're, is a big. They're start. They're they're doing that. They do an interview for maybe a couple of minutes on their little platform, like the old days, and yep. then they go in the ring. Yep. They don't do this twenty minutes of sitting in, or staying in the ring for talking trash, and someone comes out and beats them up, and then they leave. No, it's it's the way it used to be, and that's what well, I, Billy likes that. I've I've talked to Billy a couple times. Yeah, in fact, he has a lot of. Um, historical things from my family. Oh wow, that's pictures good. Pictures and stuff, yeah. And we've talked, and and he, that's what he's so big on. He wants that old school wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, <clears throat> it's a little farther for him to get going because he doesn't have a national TV show, but uh, yeah. and he doesn't have the wherewithal, you know, the the backing, financial yeah. backing yeah. to sign people to big to contracts. Yeah. I think he's got three or four signed, but you know, it's coming out of his pocket. Yeah. And that's uh, the bad part is that he could, he could, I mean, the finances, like you said, is the big problem is, yeah. I think he was on a roll really good in 2019 to 20 until COVID hit. Then it kind of just. Yeah. <clears throat> it hurt him quite a bit. Yeah. Hit, he hit a brick wall and not, not his fault, but. You know, he's got some good talent. He does. He he, need, he needs the opportunity to to uh, get himself on a national uh, TV contract yeah. with somebody, and and 
the problem is is the money it takes now to get that going yeah yeah unless the tv is paying you for it and when you don't have you know to the tv people today the stars are the people that are on the wwe and the aew yeah and it, it takes time to develop people mm-hmm. when you're doing the style billy is yeah uh, but that's why he needs a, he needs uh, somebody to get behind him a network that would get behind him help right. fund it so he could sign you know maybe ten or twelve good performers uh, that can really get in the ring and and do what we used to do and right. I think you could I think you could capture the people back again oh yeah I want to believe that maybe I'm wrong because. No. Because our society today, everything is boom, 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 boom. They want action, action, action. I, I don't think you're wrong at all. In fact, I think that's what people want. I think it's just pounded in their heads like everything else in society on the main networks. They pound their narratives. Yeah. And that's what you're supposed to, even though most people probably think the opposite. Uh, it, it's just that's what they're pushing. And, and that's yeah. unfortunate. That, But anyway, I, you know. I hope Billy gets it going. We're hoping that we're going to be able to do documentaries for uh, most of our people. That'd be great. I am looking so forward to these action figures. I am. I already told my wife I'm buying the first six when they come out. You know, I said I'm buying them. You know, you'll you'll be able to go go online and we'll take orders. Okay. uh, Once the website on on, uh, September 6th. Yeah, I got it. Well, it better be up on that time. That's what they're telling me. Uh, You'll be able to take orders, pre-orders, and hopefully we're trying to get the first figures out by Christmas. Okay. It might be the week after, but that's when they'd be delivered to the people that are buying up front. Uh, And you'll get a little discount, I think, on buying up front. All right. Well, you can count me in. I can tell you that. And people that are probably listening to this or watching this are probably going to buy it too. And I'll put it down in the description uh below when the podcast uh drops which will be this coming week here so right so well you'll have time to do your social media and hopefully you'll get a lot of orders and yeah so a couple more questions and we'll let you go i know you're busy right. so uh other than the power town and the, the training that you've done was there any other projects you've been working on or things you're doing <laughs> keep getting a new house <laughs> okay well that's no i've been in this one for 40 years my wife passed away almost four years ago yeah i'm sorry to hear and that. it's just it's too much for me to handle yeah but when i i've got a really low interest mortgage on this one ah, okay and boy when you go out there and look i'm downsizing and paying more yep. than i'm paying now so it, it's really uh it, it, it's tough but uh yeah you know that, that's I got you know that and I'm helping these these uh these kids uh I I I, I was down I don't know I, I got I got tested five times for COVID and didn't have it but I was down for 15 days I lost 10 pounds and uh and my doctor gave me a z-pack and that didn't help three oh, days wow. later he, he says go to the ER you must have pneumonia so I go to the ER and gal the nurse, the doctor comes in and says, well, we're going to do an x-ray. We're going to take some blood, make sure you don't have a blood clot and see if the lungs are full. And we'll give you a COVID test. I said, okay. 
So she did all the blood work and all that. She comes back an hour later. She said, well, you don't have pneumonia. Your lungs are clear. I said, you can hear my chest rattling without putting a stethoscope down there. She said, I know it. <laughs> she said, you've got wow. to have COVID. So she said, I'm going to, you know, I'll check on the test. I'll be back. Comes back 45 minutes later. She says, you don't have COVID. I said, well, what the hell do I have then? I feel like I'm dying. She said, I think you have a summer cold. I said, a summer cold? I can't breathe. Oh, man. And she said, well, she gave me a prescription, took that. They can still hear my voice. This is this is like six weeks now. Yeah. You can hear <clears> a can't, little bit, can't yeah. shake it. But I got something. Yeah. Maybe it's just old age. <laughs> yeah, we all get our, you know, bumps and... and... All that stuff, when you get older, it's more yep. susceptible. So, all right. Well, hey, Greg. Well, thank you very much for having me on. Thank you for coming on so much. And, uh, you know, how's your viewership coming? Oh, it's it's good. I got uh, over 300 subscribers on this channel now. And um, really? we're building. You know, I got my good. little store trying to sell a little some product, you know. But uh we're we're doing good. So, but uh, well, good luck with it. And anything I can do to help you out, let I, me know. I appreciate it, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Greg Ganya, go to that website. I'll put it on the description for Powertown, September sixth. Powertown, where wrestling lives on. Where wrestling lives well, on. Hey, we've also got announcers. We got Marty O'Neill and Gene Okerlund, and we're working on a couple of other ones. Gordon oh. Soley and that, you know, and. See? and yeah, we're learning we're bringing, the whole scoop We're here. bringing everybody back. That Good. meant something to professional wrestling. Great. Well, wonderful. Thanks again, Brian. Thank you, guys. Thanks for watching. If you're watching, if you're listening, thank you, and we will talk to you soon. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Hey, guys, before we get started, I just wanted to read this commercial because it's an agreement that we made with a really great podcast, and I want to tell you guys all about it. Pro Wrestling Interviews, it features guests who are hot indie stars as well as the greats of the ring. Each week, you can join the amazing Velvet as well as Dr. John as they host this jam-packed hour of interviews, pro wrestling news, and entertaining guests. It's an hour you don't want to miss. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, just go to ProWrestlingInterviews.com, and it'll take you to their Facebook page where you can get the custom podcast link for that week. Don't miss a second of Pro Wrestling Interviews. That's Sunday nights, 9 Eastern, ProWrestlingInterviews.com. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In The Room. Every Tuesday night at 9, listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you know Ray there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests. Like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into like snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Steins of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. Yeah, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. 
VOC Nation hosts will include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hick, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, talking here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect is? Well, I'll is? tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found the true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Bruno was an LA champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. This is Bill After, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiants? Well, actually, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a loss. Did didn't have anything to do with this? Well, yes, but the whole thing is this, that the rules, as I always understood them, was that you, the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. 